Hello, hello. Good morning, team. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good morning, Alison. Good morning, Luke. Good to see you guys on. I can see a few people jumping on now. I hope you're all well. Fabulous Friday. Chris, how are you, mate? Up early in Perth. Yeah, absolutely up early in Perth, mate. Um, Perth's, uh, what's going on over in Perth, Chris? How's the mining, the mining, uh, the mining industry over there? Property industries uh, looking a little bit interesting in Perth as well. Rodney, good morning to you, mate. Hope you're well. Hey, uh, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Like I said before, quick intros while we're warming up and uh, waiting for everyone to jump on. And their notifications have gone out. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you already know that. Um, there you go. Uh, and uh, each day for the last year or two years, we've been getting together uh, in the morning, about 10 past eight, for a, a bit of a wealth coffee chat. I've been property investing well over 20 years, done a few deals, and uh, helping clients as well um, along the way. Learned one or two things and share that with you guys in the morning. So fantastic. Thanks for joining me. Chris, just working away. Good to see you, mate. Margaret, good morning. Deb, how are you? There. Alison, yes. Well, folks, this is interesting stuff, isn't it? Well, and and uh, I might do a uh, a little moment on what Alison's saying there. It's on my radar to talk about next week, Alison. You know, we have got some severe supply issues in our pipeline, folks, uh, or the lack of a pipeline, to be more accurate. In Australia, the residential real estate construction and supply chains, you know, the government not taking any responsibility for the what they've done, you know, or their lack of foresight, you know, et cetera. So now what they're doing, Alison, as interest rates go up and we get jammed between, you know, uh, the cost of your loans rising, you know, brain-dead politicians now want to make it worse. Make it worse for the supply chain. Imagine this. You can't put your rent up for two bloody years, but your costs are going to go up for two years. Who's going to buy properties? Who's going to, who's going to stimulate the, the construction industry and purchase the real estate? Because it's not bloody owner-occupiers. It's not first-home buyers because they can't afford it. You know, they're fucking brain dead. <laughs> Excuse the French. Yeah, but, Alison, thankfully, uh, thankfully, there's a few checks and balances in that sort of stuff, um, you know. Well, it, and to be honest, Chris, in the last 10 years, interest rates have gone down and by default, if you do, you know, uh, inflation adjusted when it comes to the rents, our, our rents have gone backwards. Uh, so, you know, for 10 years, property investors have kept their passing those costs on um, yeah, there you go. Exactly, Paul. It, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, um, you know, make sure you make a noise about it out there in the marketplace team uh, with your, you know, with your local representatives because it's absolute rubbish. Um, but uh, I think that uh, that sort of thing takes quite a while to, to get into it, folks. So this is, you know, and I, and I said this a while ago too. Um, on many of my conversations with you guys in the mornings that, you know, you need to get your rents up, you need to do it fast and, um, uh, you know, because governments do do stupid stuff because, you know, they're trying to win votes 
but you know, it backfires. They, yeah. Anyway, they, it's dumb. It's dumb. But anyway, that's not what today's about. There is some things we will talk about next week. So let's put a pin in that one. Um, when it comes to the rent rises or the lack of, or trying to do that over the next little bit. And we can see how we can manage that as property investors because it is important to understand. Today, I wanted to try and bring home, uh, yeah, Alison and I had a bit of a chuckle yesterday. I, I said I'd, I'd talk about the five, the five models that I have, you know, that I use for most of our coaching, you know, high-level strategy conversations. And I thought I'd get them done in mon- on Monday, and here we are on Friday, still haven't finished. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, today we're on the home stretch. We've got two more to do. We'll get one done today, I think, um, and um, potentially we'll get on to the others. But just a quick, uh, just a quick uh, recap on where we are. Whether the property wealth system, I did that one. I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, the three stages of wealth. Uh, this is being a little bit dicky again, huh? Uh, the three stages of wealth, the acquisition, consolidation, lifestyle, folks. We went through that one. Yeah, put aside a month for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. You think, oh, this will be quick, and then uh, it, it's not quick at all. The seven property wealth plans, you know, we can dive deep into those as well. I, I, I think um, we'll, we'll look into each one of these plans as well. Hey, Kevin, good to see you all the way from Florida again, mate. Great to, great to have you on the show. Um, and today... I'm going to talk income engines, uh, if that works. Come on. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, see what's going on there. But anyway, I've, I've, uh, I've got it up on the screen. Today, we're going to talk income engines, income engines, the concept of not only diversifying, you know, your, you know, locations of your real estate. We talk about, okay, what type of real estate would we buy? You know, in the residential world, we would talk houses, townhouses, apartments, all three of those have pros and cons um, for your strategy or what you're trying to do longer term. Uh, we talk about diversification in the lenders, the people you lend money from, because that's vitally important, isn't it? You know, you don't want to be lending, especially in the acquisition phase, only from one lender uh, because they restrict you, they control you. Um, you know, if they control all of your assets and your cash, you are in trouble. Uh, so, you know, we want a diversification or a spread or access to different styles of real estate, different lenders because of different, you know, um, abilities to lend and, um, you know, have less exposure to their stupid rules as well. Uh, We want to be in different states. Yes, we do. And uh, there's some prime examples going on right now about different legislation in different states when it comes to real estate and economies right so we're talking you know the greens are um you know proposing some you know some rent freeze well it's not that easy fortunately or unfortunately whichever way you look at it because the real estate laws are different in each state so then every state has to pass you know pro uh for or against those things uh the national government can't force that unless they do some sort of weirdness referendum but i don't think that would happen anyway it's at state level you know queensland's talking about Land tax legislation. South Australia is already proposing, Alison, South Australia is already proposing that you can only put the rents up every two years, uh, which is dumb. It's stupid, right? So it's dumb. You put the rent up every two years, so in a, in two years the shock's going to be massive. So why not just let 
the normal market, do its normal thing, and the world will normally, it'll level out. You know, this government intervention ends up causing more problems. Anyway, we're going to, I want to get distracted because I want to finish this today in Commission. Uh, and uh, what we want to have also is diversity of income. Uh, and I'm going to talk predominantly about diversity of income within the real estate space today. Uh, but, you know, you, you we can see um, when we talk, uh, it can be certainly uh, applied across other asset classes as well. So income engine, let's talk about this. Uh, and many of you guys have seen this, but, um, you know, I break it down into weekly income, monthly income, quarterly income, and yearly income, okay? The idea that we want to have our incomes uh, understood and we want to have our incomes understood, folks, and we want to see what those incomes will produce at what time in our portfolio. So let's talk about our weekly income, our weekly income when it comes to us earning money, dollars, returns from our assets. Now, you guys have heard me say this, but I want to want to get you guys involved in the conversation this morning. What is the most consistent, especially in Australia and New Zealand, if not on the planet, what is the most consistent asset for weekly income to own anywhere in this world? Tell me right now, folks, uh, especially Australia, but what is it? What is the most consistent re- uh, uh, income stream in the Australian investment market right now? You can, you know, with a high level of certainty, receive income, boom, rental income from, and specifically, Chris, rental income from residential real estate, your resi real estate, residential assets, your rent is paid weekly, and by and large, folks, by and large, it's always paid. You know, there's one in 50 or one in 100 where you have some challenges or issues with your rent. But seriously, I've owned investment properties for 20 years. I, I Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, shit, I don't know about that, Brendan. Um, you know, like it's. I struggle to remember a time where, you know, my tenants, my tenants didn't pay, you know, all the time. You know, I've had a few things where, you know, someone's wrecked the bathroom and absconded and I had to claim the claim the insurance and stuff like that, but that's normal. That's very normal. That's what insurance is for. That's why you have a good property manager. But anyway, the most consistent income on the planet. And uh, as we talk, um, and, uh, you know, I want to sort of talk about this today, you know, uh, what stage, what stage in the three stages, remember, the, remember we talked about the three stages, what stage do we, uh, and let's say as a percentage of our asset investment allocation, let's talk it through, the stage, we need to acquire weekly residential income in stage of acquisition, the acquisition stage. This is our idea of buying five to eight investment properties. Um, stage is acquisition. And percentage, to be honest, folks, other than your super, which is approximately 10%, most investors that I work with at this stage will have 90% of their allocation 
of investment, so across their income and their equity and their exposure, it'll be in residential real estate, which includes your principal place of residence. It does include the PPR when it comes to exposure but not income, right? So, And I have no issues with that. You, you might get, you know, financial planners talk about, oh, you need to diversify. I completely disagree at this stage, completely disagree. Uh, I think that's bullshit. You've already got 10% in your super going there compulsory. You need to magnify and concentrate in the acquisition phase. Ashley, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Um, so listen, concentrate, magnify in the acquisition stage in your weekly income stage. Now, that stage, this weekly concentration, you know, you might it might take you seven to ten years to lock that sucker down, right? Seven to ten years to lock it down. Then we could, if we wanted to, move into the monthly asset allocation, where as we go, and what percentage here often, you know, uh, income over here is often between sort of four and five percent. Okay, four and five percent income at this stage. Uh, and it grows up over time against debt and against purchase price, but you know, let's let's have a look. Now, our monthly incomes, you know, often are in the real estate world. Uh, well, there's a bit of a terrible uh, link there. So monthly, so monthly often is where we get exposure if we're interested uh, in. I don't know that's that's a commercial. I don't even know how to draw an industrial building. Anyway, <laughs> you can tell I didn't uh, do any more uh, do any art classes at school. So you know the world of commercial, uh, industrial, uh, industrial. Uh, you know, commercial industrial mostly. You know, retail is probably well out of our league. Yeah, you know, safe retail anyway. So commercial industrial. These types of property investments give us monthly income. Often the uh, return on that is higher, you know, 6 to sort of 9%. Some can be a bit higher. The challenge is over here, you know, let's have a look back here. Um, you can get a 90% loan-to-value ratio over here pretty easily. These loan-to-value ratios over here, you know, it's 70%. 80% if you're lucky, but I'm not even going to say that because I think that's bullshit. Yeah, you, you, you bank on 70%. So the amount of money that goes into these monthly assets, even though the income is higher, you know, consumes more. So, and also, you know, tell me in the chat, what else can happen at commercial, in the commercial world, the industrial world, for most people, and that's right, we had a bit of a chat yesterday, most people just cannot handle not equipped uh financially, mentally, or emotionally to handle when it comes to commercial industrial investing, okay? So tell me what that is in the chat. The biggest risk over there, you know, not only, you know, um, your loan-to-value ratios, but there's two, yeah, very long vacancies, very long vacancies, exactly. Um, um, <laughs> 15 minutes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I find it hard. Try something. In my mind, I'm trying to pull all these pieces together. Like, I've got to make sense. Look, I've got three minutes. I'm looking at the clock now going, shit, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Bloody hell. Longer vacancies, folks, longer vacancies. Uh, and the other part that a lot of people don't understand or realise, when you borrow, when you borrow commercial loans, um, you, you do not have any 
uh, consumer protection when you use when you do commercial borrowing, folks. Uh, what does that mean? When your values of your commercial property goes down, your bank can call you in. Call you in. Imagine that. Imagine that right now. The bank goes, you know what? Property's slowed down a bit. It's gone down 10%. You owe me a million bucks. Cough it up next week. Imagine that. That does not happen, will not happen ever unless you don't pay your interest in residential real estate. You know why? Because we have consumer protection over there. It's protecting people. It can't happen. That's why I am a firm believer in the resi space for the majority, the majority of your of your investing for most people. Uh, however, at the right time, these other three pieces of the income engine can be very powerful in the right ways, okay? This one, for me, um, is great for business owners, business owners. Owners, okay, owners, great for business owners and can be good, can actually be good for your super, okay, but you've got to know what you're doing, okay, so don't, don't do that too early in, in the investment conversation. Quarterly, now this is where we get into the stock market. Um, can you guys hear me? Let me know if uh, Ashley's saying there's no voice, maybe... Let me know in the chat if you can still hear me. Hopefully, I wonder if the older uh, we got some uh, some bugs going on. It's showing up on my. Uh, yep. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. Good. Cool. Hopefully you're all right there, Ashley. Um. Yep. All right. Sweet. <clears throat> so quarterly, this is where we get into the share market, the stock market shares. All right. Now, how do we get some exposure? <laughs> Ashley, you're freaking me out, man. You're freaking me out. <laughs> you know, this is where we this is where we can get some exposure to things we normally couldn't directly personally invest in, folks, right? So in shares, you know, you can invest. Oh, I can't go back here. Hopefully we uh hopefully we can Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh anyway, so I'm having a bit of a shocker today. This is the quarterly stuff. All the other stuff at the top's gone, but you know, you can invest in the share market here. You can in, you can get some exposure to industrial and commercial um, large share companies, Goodman Group, you know, Westfields, that sort of stuff, and they can produce you know pretty excellent returns um, over there. So, you know, shares and those things pay quarterly. The stock market pays quarterly, and this is where you could diversify, you know, into other asset classes as well, right? In that quarterly return, that quarterly income as we go along. And last but not least, you know, the yearly income, you know, you guys have heard me talk about this before, you know, joint ventures, small developments. Um, this is where you could do, I was chatting with one of my clients the other day, a trading, uh, a buy and sell. Yes, wash your mouth out, Jason. But, you know, if you've got many millions of dollars worth of access to equity and or cash when your portfolio has got some significant wealth, well, you could buy, build something and sell it for income fairly consistently because you don't have to worry about borrowing, right? I've got a number of clients buying and building a nice house every year and making between $100,000 and $200,000 a year by trading They've, they've turned it into a business as well, and there's some other benefits of owning an actual business for, for, um, 
for expenses, but then, you know, becoming a business over here, a property business, okay? And this becomes sort of profits and losses as well. But, you know, the one for us, you know, if you're a little bit more, you know, um, a little bit more passive, then the joint ventures, the developments, the armchair developing um, works really well for yearly returns. Um, that's the the JVs for sure, Trace. Yep. Um, and so, you know, as we go around, you know, we, we're talking, you know, 5%, call it 7%. Down here, you can call it sort of 8 to 9%. And over here, you're calling it sort of 15 to 30%. So the combination of your returns across your income engine is the idea of the diversity, right? The diversification of your dollars, folks, across your investing styles and portfolio. I like the idea of sticking with a real estate theme for me. I get people like Andy and his team to invest in shares and other exposure for me, external of my understanding and skill set and knowledge. Uh, and, and the percentage for me is quite low. You know, I will have less than 10% of my net wealth exposed in that market there, you know. And if we look at it, you know, if you go around here, you know, at right now, I've gone from basically 95% of my wealth in here over time to about 60% of my wealth in there. You know, I've got 20% of my wealth in here, 10% over there, and, um, you know, over here, 10 plus percent is growing for me, all right? So as we go along, as our, you know, you, we talk about, you know, the phases, the three phases, as our values of our properties go up and our debts go down, when we have these, this gap, these dollars, we deploy those dollars into potentially these other places for income acceleration. So hopefully that makes sense. My little drawing before disappeared, so I'm not going to use Keynote anymore for this because it, uh, it's, been, it's been glitching out all week on me. But anyway... Hopefully, you got the point. And I'm four minutes over today. Um, <laughs> oh, Bluetooth. Well, uh, listen, folks, if you do miss the lives, they are recorded uh, automatically. Uh, and in YouTube, you can get them and download them or, or re-listen to them on Spotify and iTunes and other places as well. So if you do miss it, you know, there's, uh, there's ways to circle around and get onto it. Um, but there you go, the income engine. Tomorrow we've got a. Um, well, tomorrow I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm not working. I'm just thinking out loud now. <laughs> like tomorrow, what are you talking about, Jason? Um, so uh, next week, there's one more thing to finish off. Will be. Um, uh, oh, looked like the income engine wasn't coming through the drawing there. Anyway. Well, we had a bit of a bit of a, a few little uh, bibs and bobs today, uh, but hopefully you got the picture. But next week there is the four tax-free strategy streams that you need to run. All right, the four tax-free, the four the four strategies, tax-free strategies that you need to run. Don't miss that one next week, folks. And then we'll get on to you know this uh, this undersupply malarkey. It's out of control. There you go. Anyway, I hope uh, that was useful today. As always, leave a few comments in the chat if you want me to cover something that, you know, maybe popped up in your mind, folks. And, um, you know, let me know 
uh, what's on your mind. There you go. You guys have a good weekend too, Trace. Uh, I'll be live streaming a youth bouldering competition this weekend with my team and crew, one of my sort of side gigs and passions, folks. Um, I'm, the, I'm the official commenter and uh, live stream team for the Queensland Sports Climbing uh, Federation and also the uh, Australian Sports Climbing Federation for the Youth Championships. So anyway, there you go. Having a little bit of fun with one of my hobbies on the weekend. You guys be awesome and well. See you next week. There may be, there's a small chance there may be a wealth, wine and wisdom on this evening. Fenton is out in the Pacific somewhere uh, and he wants to do one and have a bit of fun this evening. Um, so uh, maybe, you know, just keep an ear out for that. He'll be on a, he's going to be on an island somewhere. So we'll, you know, it could be touch and go for internet. Anyway, there you go, folks. You guys be awesome. Be well. Join me next week uh, for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Adios, team. Bye-bye.